It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. With me is John Stulogros. He is the Health Systems Program Manager for Epic. And we are talking about a call to action from the U.S. Surgeon General when it comes to dealing with hypertension. Talk about, just first of all, why that is so important, why the U.S. Surgeon General at this point in time is saying, hey, this is important. Communities, we need to, we need to really take a look at this and take steps to manage it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's not a surprise that this call to action came out. Uh, the federal government has been saying for a number of years, hey, everybody pay attention to hypertension. Um, but heart disease remains, you know, the top killer in the United States. Stroke is among the top five uh, causes of death in the United States. And addressing hypertension, just blood pressure, can reduce both of those. Um, and blood pressure, high blood pressure is related to a number of other conditions. And so let's try to prevent all of these major killers by simply addressing blood pressure. So what, commun- what can communities do to really develop strategies and really help people see, understand the importance of this and the importance of really taking some action? Yeah, this, so, so the Surgeon General's report really calls on everybody in the community. Uh, it calls upon policymakers to look at things like food access, but also food, uh, food pricing. How much does food cost? Uh, it, which could be a policy aspect. It asks us to look at how do we design our cities and our communities in ways that might promote physical activity. Uh, It asks for ways uh, or it calls upon community members um, to talk to their physician. One of the things that highlights young people, right? Young people are the most likely to not be diagnosed with hypertension, and then it's too late when they get older. So everybody has a a role to play from policy uh, to community design to, to access to healthy foods and vegetables, and then also talking to your physician at a young age to address it uh, before it gets out of control. What can each of us do individually right now to make a difference? Yeah, so there's a few things we can do. Uh, I know on your podcast in the past, you've talked with Brett McKiff a number of times, and he talks a lot about physical activity, and uh, th- that's one of the top things you can do. You can be physically active. Uh, you can eat a, what we call a DASH diet. Just think low sodium, low fats. Um, so eat a healthy diet, physical activity, but also talk to your doctor. Um, the, you know, medication. We want to make sure that people that are on medication are taking their medication. We want to make sure that people that uh, have high blood pressure, that they're checking it at home on a regular basis. So talking with your physician and living, you know, you've heard it before, that healthy lifestyle. Right. Let's dial down just a little bit. Let's go to education first, um, or excuse me, exercise first, which is still education, right? But let's talk about exercise first. How much exercise do we really need to make sure that our hearts are healthy? I think some people think, hey, I have to be working out an hour a day, and I, I'm not going to put that much time into it. Yeah, good question. And, and this is something that I think we all get caught up in, is that one period of time every day. 
So the federal government is looking at about 150 minutes a week. It's a little over about two and a half hours uh, a week. And that um, doesn't mean it has to be done all at once. Right. I'm taking this call right now and I'm walking outside. Uh, it could be walking breaks with your team members when you're at work. It could be walking your dogs. But we want to see a combination of aerobic, so getting your heart rate up through walking or biking or swimming, those kind of things, but also thinking about resistance, right? How can you maybe lifting weights or uh, carrying the groceries a little bit further and parking from a different spot in the, uh, at the grocery store? So if we let's take a look at food for a minute, nutrition. I, I, I like the way you talked about nutrition and, you know, eliminating sodium or not eliminating, reducing sodium and saturated fats and those things. Uh, but what's the biggest problem when it comes to food? Is it actually the food itself or is it overeating? You know, so so it's hard. Um, first of all, when you're talking about blood pressure, one of the biggest risk factors is sodium intake, that salt. Americans across the board eat way too much salt. It could be the packaged food. It could be the deli meat. But also, sometimes we like to add a little bit more flavor, and that usually is the go-to of salt. Um, So salt really is a huge contributor of uh, heart disease. Now, you did mention um, overeating. You know, that that can play a role into uh, especially obesity, right, which is also directly linked to to blood pressure. Um, But if I'm going to have people focus on something it's not the overeating right now it's really what are you eating uh making sure that we're eating the things that are going to nourish your body instead of uh really fighting your body which is that that salty food and it's also going to be things like saturated fats and those come in meats and a lot of dairy products um I'm not saying don't eat it. I'm just saying be cautious about it and how much you're consuming. I think oftentimes people get overwhelmed when we say that they have to make lifestyle changes. What would be the first yeah. thing? Where would they start? What are some baby steps that someone could take to stop to start being more healthy? Where would you have them start? Yeah, yeah that's great. That's great. So, uh, you know, lifestyle modification in of itself raises my blood pressure because I have to I have to start doing things differently. Um, but you know, I would think about things as simple as can I park a few parking spots away from where I normally do when I'm at work or when I'm going to the uh, to the grocery store. Uh, I would look at things such as uh, going for a walk during my lunch break instead of instead of eating at my desk. Uh, I would think of how do we incorporate, and that's just the physical activity side, but how do I incorporate really simple things that can start to create habits uh, that will ultimately positively impact my my heart health in the long term. Mm-hmm. And if you only have that 20 minutes a day, that 20 minutes a day can make a big difference? Oh, yeah, that 20 minutes a day, you multiply that by seven days, you're at 140 minutes, you're just under what the CDC is asking you to do. So that 20 minutes a day is, is actually going to help you meet your goals and the, what, what we're recommending nationally. Mm-hmm. How do we become more well-rounded people? It seems like, I don't know, I feel like I do the same things in the same way every day. Ah, you know, I wish I had the the magic bullet for that. And, you know, if this is me shooting in the dark, you're you're really looking at the tiny habits, right? The little tiny changes. And I think one of the hard things when we're talking about blood pressure and hypertension and heart disease, we're thinking big. We're thinking, I need to change my whole diet. I need to start taking all of these medications. But it's, I, I think what we would recommend in the public health world is taking it in a smaller bite, right? Um, making sure that you're taking the medication that your physician prescribes to you, making sure that you are parking a little bit further away and you're doing that extra walk. 
If you have a dog, is your dog getting the exercise that it needs? If not, you're probably not. So thinking about different ways, um, you know, not changing who you are, but but expanding who you are. Uh, one thing for women especially is making themselves a priority. That becomes a very difficult challenge when you have children at home, a husband to take care of, the house to clean, the yard, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. How do we change the mindset and make ourselves a priority? Yeah, it's it's so important, right, that you're thinking about yourself, especially at a young age, right, where a lot of young professionals and, and female professionals, you know, we're thinking about a career. But if we don't stop and re- reflect, you mentioned at the beginning when you were saying that as a reporter, you're stressed. We have to be cognizant about uh, what are the little changes that I'm making or not making that could actually impact me in the long run and result in, like I was saying earlier, the, the heart attacks and strokes are the top, the top killers. We don't notice these, though, right? And so, so, you know, hypertension is known as the silent killer. And what we encourage in public health is not to make dramatic changes, but to prioritize, as you were saying, the little things, prioritize yourself, but there's no magic bullet. I, I, I wish I knew a better, a better response, right. but um, thinking about the long term. So we've talked about food. We've talked about exercise. We've talked about priorities. Um, what about downtime? What role does actually getting away from work, <laughs> putting down? It's so hard right now. I mean, I say this because it's so hard for me to get away from work. I'm attached to it wherever I go now. People are contacting me by email early in the morning, late at night, and it, it becomes really tough to just relax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and stress plays such a dramatic role in, in blood pressure. Uh, it, you know, stress has this, it reacts with your brain and your brain releases chemicals and all of a sudden your heart starts releasing higher pressure. Um, long-term uh, stress is, is, is resulting in heart attacks and strokes. You know, I recently heard a, a phrase We've heard of work-life balance. The new term coming out is work-life integration. So we've, we need to recognize, right, as a reporter, for example, you're not going to be able to turn your phone off. No, I'm and, not. You know, it's not possible. That's right. And so instead, how can you integrate and, and respect the fact there is going to be there are going to be blurry lines um, and that you need to integrate a healthy lifestyle? And that's why I really think uh, things like, Hey, putting your phone down if your work allows you to do it. Uh, put your phone, turn it off. But it's not just about the phone. It's also about incorporating those healthy habits that actually reduce your stress, right? It's not necessarily sitting on a couch and watching TV, which we all do and we all need to do to de-stress, but also getting your heart moving through physical activity and also eating healthy. That will all help your mood. It will all help your stress levels as well. How can we help young people see the importance of all these things that you've talked about. They seem to think that they can outlive anything um, and they're just not as concerned as those of us who are getting a little bit older. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to change their mindset anytime soon. And that's why one of the things that the Surgeon General calls out is uh, it is the younger people that have a really high rate of what we call undiagnosed hypertension, meaning they have high blood pressure, but the doctors even are saying, well, they're young, they'll be fine. And so uh, the Utah Department of Health is working with clinicians to help them, get, you know, help the physicians break that mindset to say, 
no, I don't care if this person's young. We need to start the conversation now. Um, and so there are, you know, public health efforts to help target younger people. But part of that onus, unfortunately, has to be on our healthcare providers a little bit more to say, you know what, I know that this this young buck isn't going to take it seriously. So I'm going to help him take it seriously. Anything, John, that you would like to add that maybe I haven't thought to ask you? You know, I, I think uh, the important takeaway, too, is that high blood pressure it is a significant uh, drain on our society economically, right? Uh, nationally, we're looking at $130 billion in medical costs for hypertension alone. Uh, but there's also the health aspect. And the solutions are not simply in of itself eat healthier. It's not simply uh, exercise. With COVID-19, we've exposed some real racial disparities. African-Americans in Utah, for example, 45% of them have high blood pressure versus an average across the state of only 25%. And so what we need to also think about are these health inequities that this, even Utah has. Um, and we need to think about things like health insurance, not just access, but how much does health insurance cost? Things like how, how our communities design, not just generally, but also in specific communities that have a higher burden of, of hypertension. So I just want to remind the listeners to also think about these health inequities uh, as we think about approaches for hypertension control. John, appreciate your help today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.